This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. All right, it's 218 here on the Blitz 1170, live from the city of Tulsa. Thank you for joining us live from the Ike's Chili House Studios, serving four generations of Tulsans since 1908. Let's hit up the hotline and welcome in a, uh, well, quite frankly, a gentleman that I feel like that we should be best friends because, one, he talks about barbecue and food and beer all the time, and and he's not too far away from us here in the city of Tulsa, and I'm always keen for a nice Niner take from one Matt Miller as well joining us now. You know him as NFL Draft Scout here on the program. Matt, thank you so much, man. This is awesome to uh, be able to chat with you. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing well. We hit the bingo card there, man. If you'd thrown, if you'd thrown in bourbon and a little country music, we would have we had like my bio. So I appreciate you guys making time for me, though. It's a, it's a fun time of year. Well, listen, when the draft wraps up and you want to come hang out at the Laney Wilson show here in Tulsa, you just let me know, buddy, and I will make that happen coming up here in May. So we can definitely make that happen if uh, country music is your thing. Um, man, I want the first place I want to go with you is I just want to congratulate you. Because I feel like uh, through the early days of Twitter, when I first stumbled upon you, you were like so many people. You had such a passion for the draft and for learning through the process. And now you fast forward all these years forward and and look at what you've been able to accomplish and the stage that you're on now with the NFL draft and ESPN. Man, this is awesome. Congratulations. How, How is that and how is the grind like to get to this point for you personally? Man, I appreciate that. It is, it's funny because I don't feel like I'm done, you know, like I, it's great to like get the, you know, like, like, you know, the notor, I guess the, you know, credit from guys like you, I'm struggling to even find the word. Um, it, it means so much to me because like, I'm still just like this guy from Joplin who loves the draft, you know, and I, I look at things like, you know, being in Kansas city this week and making my debut on ESPN covering the draft live is going to be, a surreal moment, but I also, I still look at it as like, I, I still have to work that hard every day in order to, you know, to be invited back next year or to have more opportunities, you know, as, as you know, the media landscape changes, I feel like you got to do two things. You got to work your tail off and you got to be a good person because at some point you're going to need somebody to in that room of decision makers to have your back and to vouch for you. And I just try to be that person that people can be proud of the work I'm doing. So I really do appreciate it. I, you, you caught me off guard. I'm used to talking about the draft, not myself. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's fine. But, I mean, props are, you know, you, you get the props when they're due, and you, you definitely are a grinder. All right, so to skip away from all that, um, let's talk draft here. I I think it's pretty well-known knowledge where the strengths of this draft are. We've talked a lot on this program about about the running back position, about the tight end. I don't want to go there yet. I do want to get your thoughts on where we are right now with cornerbacks in this draft and what type of depth that we're looking at from that position in particular. Yeah, it's a good cornerback class. It really is. I mean, you can start with Devin Weatherspoon from Illinois. He's my number seven overall player. Christian Gonzalez from Oregon, my number 10 overall player. And then in, in the rest of the first round, we have Joey Porter Jr., who's really good. Uh, you've got Emmanuel Forbes from Mississippi State, who had 14 interceptions and six pick sixes in college, which is crazy. Deontay Banks from Maryland is a really promising player. So at corner, I mean, we could see six go in the first round, and it wouldn't be a surprise, maybe even seven with Julius Brents from Kansas State, uh, if not in the late first round, then definitely in the early second. Tell me why you like Weatherspoon as much as you do. I've never seen a 180-pound player hit as hard as he does. And I'm a little bit old school. Like, you know, he's amazing. And 
he does it and he's able to stay healthy, but he plays with a toughness that is so rare on defense and football anymore, but it's so rare for his size. I mean, he's six foot, 180, and he's just knocking guys to the ground. It's not, he doesn't play recklessly, he just plays violently. And I love that about his game, but also he's a very smooth cover corner. He has, he has athletic skills. He has ball skills. He had three picks last year, 14 passes defense. And I mean, he is just a great football player. So I'm a, I'm a huge believer in guys who work that hard and play that hard. And and he's, he's easy to see when you, when you start to look at, you turn the film on Illinois has three defensive backs who are going to get drafted pretty early. And, and Witherspoon's the best of that bunch. So when I watch him, Matt, um, everything that you just said, um, I love his game so much because he's a talker, right? He is a guy that oh, yeah. not only talks, but he's going to back it up. And we talk about guys that have confidence like that. I like that guy at a position like that because that's what I want in my cornerback position. I want someone that's going to bring the noise, right? I want Those dudes think differently and have a different walk about them and a different aura. He fits that to a T. I love that element of his game. Oh, yeah. If you are going to if you're going to talk and back it up, I'm a fan. Like I, I will be a fan of yours for life. And those are the dudes that they make it fun to watch on tape too is when they when they have that swagger and it's not all talk that that makes it easy to sit down on a Friday night and say you know what I'm going to stand tonight and watch some game film who are we going to watch and it's it's Devin Witherspoon uh, Gonzalez is just an athletic freak, right? 6'2", 200 pounds. I mean, he's he's quick. Uh, I mean, his vertical was was through the roof. He's strong. He's got good genes with a, a brother that's an Olympic sprinter. He has all the makings as well to be a really, really good player at the next level. Yeah, he's still figuring it out. He's a work in progress. I don't like to call him a project, but a work in progress because he's six, almost 6'2", six like you said, 197. My, my man ran a 4'3'8 in the 40-yard dash at that size, which is just ridiculous and he's only 20 years old that's the other thing like Witherspoon's 22 Joey Porter's 22 Deontay Banks is 22 Emmanuel Forbes might be 22 so he's like he's a baby compared to these other guys but also you know he started his career at Colorado transfers to Oregon he had never had an interception in college goes to Oregon he grabs four last year uh, and just was just a fantastic all-around player he had you know 50 tackles he had a sack He's got like 11 passes defense. He, he blocked a field goal at one point. I mean, he was he was fantastic. And so uh, when I look at him, it's just okay. How good can he get? Um, he's got a. I think it's the opposite of Witherspoon. He's a big guy that doesn't always play physically through the ball. So I want to see. Hey, can you turn that on? Can you turn on a little bit more toughness at the point of attack? If so, I mean, he's going to be very very hard to throw at ever because of the length and the speed. Where are some of the weaknesses in this 2023 draft class, in your opinion? Yeah, I look at interior offensive line, defensive tackle, and safety are the spots where interior offensive line, we shouldn't see anyone drafted in the first round at center or guard unless you consider uh, Peter Skronsky's Northwestern a guard. Some NFL teams do. Defensive tackle, Jalen Carter will go in the top ten. Kalaja Kansi will go in the first round. That's probably it. At safety, Alabama's Brian Branch is more of like a nickel He'll probably go in the first round, but we might not see a safety in the second or third round. It is just not a good safety class. And so I, and the same thing, you know, with, with the interior offensive line play, we're probably going to see a lot of those dudes go middle around two and, and they'll end up being solid starters, but there's not that interior offensive lineman that you're getting super excited for. And like, Hey, this is a Brandon Scherf or a Zach Martin type player. Who's going to be 
plug and play tenure starter. There's there's none of that. Or like you know last year, uh, Tyler Smith coming out uh, was a you knew he was going to be a first round pick because of the, the athletic ability, the physicality. There's not a player like that this year. To the safety spot there, back on on Branch. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I didn't Branch, hasn't Branch played basically every single position in the secondary for the Tide? And it, knowing how versatility plays out in the NFL, and especially when scouts look at him, uh, I like him because of that too. Uh, and I do like him individually as a player, even if they're going to uh, you know keep him at one particular spot. I, I, I'm like you. I like him, but it is not necessarily – I mean, there's a significant gap, it seems, between him and a lot of uh, other safeties. Yeah, and I think that's the key with him as people were trying to figure out where he's going to play because he's he's undersized. He's 5'11", 190. He didn't run well at the combine, which his tape is better. He ran a 4.58 at the combine. Tape's better than that. But I, I think you start to look at him and say, okay, how long is it going to take him to get caught up to speed at one position? He also had five pass interference calls last year, which is a little concerning. But um, I think a different player than Minka Fitzpatrick, but a similar usage. And it took Minka a second to figure it out. You know, it was okay, well – you got to get used to playing one position. We've seen Isaiah Simmons have a little bit of a struggle in Arizona with something similar where you've moved all over the place. You get in the NFL and they say, hey, okay, you got to learn one spot first. I think for Brian Branch, nickel corner is his best position. But as you mentioned, he's done everything. And I think when you are trusted by Nick Saban to be the quarterback nice. of the, the defense, that says a lot to me. If, and Nick's the best defensive back coach of all time. So if he's good with you running the defense, I'm good with you running the defense, and I think he'll find a way to be, you know, to be a really good NFL player. Matt Miller is our guest here on the Blitz 1170. All right, every every guy has a few that they absolutely love that might be under the radar. Who are a, a few of your favorite guys that are not getting talked about enough, in your opinion? Yeah, I have a list. I have a long list. I actually tweeted this out the other day. Uh, Roshan Johnson from Texas is one of my favorites. I know a Texas player in Oklahoma. I know I'm not supposed to do that, but Roshan is such a great player. He was a number three dual threat quarterback in the 2019 recruiting class. His whole life he dreamed of playing quarterback for the Longhorns. Two weeks before his freshman first game, they move him to running back. And he just stayed there for four years and was behind B. John Robinson, never complained about that fact, just was a great teammate, a really good football player. So he's one of those dudes that I think once he gets in the league, it's going to be he's going to be a better pro than he was a college player just because of that fact that he's going to get more opportunities. So he's one of those guys on on offense on defense. Uh, I said Julius Brents earlier. He is absolutely one of them and, and he had a great senior bowl week. Just great great week. He's 62. He's super long. He's physical, he's fast. I mean, it's everything I would want at the quarterback position. So, uh, I am a, a huge fan of his. I notice here that you had Ricky Stromberg on that list as well. We had Ricky on uh, last week on one of our shows here on on the station. What stands out to you about Ricky? Yeah, I, I, sorry, excuse me. Somebody's trying to call my phone. I'm trying to turn it off. Uh, <laughs> you got to love when that happens. I'm sorry. Can you repeat your question? Yeah, we had Ricky Stromberg on the station last week. Oh my god, uh, I, I love I, Ricky. I love, yeah. I love that guy. So I was going to ask your opinion on him and and somebody's going to get an absolute grinder uh, from from Ricky Stromberg. I, I love his attitude. I love his approach. And I know you had him listed here. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Do not disturb. It's not undefeated. Apparently, Ricky <laughs> Stromberg is just nasty playing center and you know experienced, uh, tough. You're right. Grinder is a great word for him. I think he's going to 
be like a third or fourth round pick who just starts in the NFL and we wonder, where did this guy come from? Like, why didn't we know about him? Well, he was first team all SEC. Uh, he was the top blocker in the SEC as voted on by the coaches. And he's just all day solid. He might not have any one thing that you're like, oh, he's great at this. You know, he's not super big. He's not super long. The 40 time was just like every, all that stuff is average, but his play and his angles and the way he plays with leverage his hand strength, all that stuff is why like, he's going to be a starter. He's going to be really good player. I, I I live like in Chiefs country, and if if they didn't have Creed Humphrey, I would be telling everyone I know to draft Ricky Stromberg for them because that mobility and and toughness would be perfect for that type of scheme. Where are you at on Jameer Gibbs? You know, I don't want to turn this into a philosophical debate on the the one that we get into about running backs in the first round. Um, I I think that it's it's year by year on that, but I did see where odds are kind of like at one and a half in Vegas that we could have a second back taken in the first round yeah. after Bijan Robinson. Is it Jameer Gibbs in your opinion? It is. Yeah, he's special and and very different than Bijan Robinson. I was actually at the Texas Alabama game. And I think people forget that Alabama was getting their butts kicked at halftime. And they came out in the second half, and Bryce Young just starts throwing it to Jameer Gibbs on, like, angle routes or, like, bubble screens. Or they're putting him in the slot, and he's, like, running, you know, comebacks and stuff. He's just such a great receiver. Um, but he's also, like, blazingly fast as a runner. He's a little undersized. He's 5'9", 200 pounds. So he's not your between-the-tackles runner. He's a slasher. You want to get him in space. But what he does as a receiver – I think what he could do as a kick returner, I know in high school he was a great kick returner. Uh, I think you can get him involved in a lot of different ways and just let him be an offensive weapon. Like, forget about calling these guys running backs when they can do what Bijan or Jameer Gibbs do because they, they're going to play all three downs. And Gibbs is going to be – I mean, he'll be a great kick returner if an NFL team lets him be one. I have to ask you about some of our uh, local guys here. Uh, who stands out to you from Oklahoma? I know Harrison was getting a lot of run early. Um, you know, I I think he might go higher than what I see him like listed at, just in terms of pure numbers wise. But who do you like from the Oklahoma Sooner contingent? Yeah, Anton Harrison's a good one. I think he'll go second round. He might even go early second round. I think with him, the upside is what you like. Um, he's just got to get a little bit stronger. I'm a Wanya Morris fan, and I, I know he's okay. dealt with some injuries, but I'm a I'm a fan of his, and he might be a swing tackle. But I could also see him, you know, carving out a nice career as a starting right tackle. I think he, that's you know, 35 inch arms. He's got pretty good movement. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, haven't seen a whole lot of game film, you know, I think it's 2019 and 2022 um, in between that, not a whole lot of film. So uh, he's, he's someone that you're going to have to coach up a little bit, but I'm a fan of his, I think Eric Gray will carve out a nice role in the NFL. Uh, Braden Willis might be my favorite Oklahoma player just because I love fullbacks and he's such a good receiver you can move him all over the place, let him play a wildcat quarterback at times if you have to. Uh, so he's, if I had to pick a, a favorite Oklahoma player, I would say Braden Willis. Uh, last couple for uh, Matt Miller here joining us here on the Blitz 1170. There's, we're on a Tuesday now, and uh, I don't think anyone really knows what the hell is going to happen inside the top 10 or top 15. Are, do you get the sense, the closer we get to this and things that you're hearing, that we were in for a wild Thursday night? Very. This is... Uh, I've been doing this professionally since 2011, and I've never seen a draft like this ever where it, I, just, I can't find anyone who knows anything even. you know. And I I, mean, I work with Adam Schefter, and he, he's saying he doesn't know what's going to happen. So 
I think that's the crazy thing is that no one really knows right now what's happening. And that does make it fun. It really does. But it also makes it frustrating for those of us in this business that try to do mock drafts and try to tell people where their favorite players are going to go. So it's, it's a wild year. It's going to be truly unpredictable. Everyone, every time I talk to like people around the league, they say, "Oh, it's going to be crazy." <laughs> like, okay, let's just let's get ready because it's going to be crazy. So, if you had to pick right now, what are the Texans doing it to? Are they going to stay there and take a defensive player? Are they going to try to move out at that point? What's what now on a Tuesday? Do you think is happening in Houston? I'm not believing the uh, Reddit rumors that it's Will Levis. I'll tell you that. I think they go <laughs> defensive player at two. Uh, I'll say Will Anderson. Uh, I think there's there's room to overthink things, but this is the time of year where somebody somebody jumps in and says, "Hey, we got to be smarter than this." You know, wh- who was good at playing football? To me, that's Will Anderson. Yeah, there's no doubt at all. Matt, good stuff, man. I appreciate you. Like I said, man, I'm incredibly happy for all your success. Um, feel like I know you from all the years that I followed you on Twitter, and uh, have fun in Kansas City, man. There in the uh, land of the Chiefs, and we'll definitely have to do this again sometime soon, man. Thanks so much, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you. That is uh, Matt Miller joining us here on the Blitz 1170. NFL Draft Scout on Twitter. And also, you can watch him on the upcoming NFL Draft on the ESPN broadcast as well. It's 2.35. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. By the way, Matt, his uh, players that he thinks can't be top-ranked player at their position groups, not only did he have Roshan Johnson that was there, but he also had Hendon Hooker at quarterback. Sam Laporta, I love Sam Laporta's oh, game from Iowa. Dusty and Colby were talking about Sam Laporta, I love too. that dude so much. Oh, man, he's going to be like, so good. Uh, like the Notre Dame tight end's a freak. He is. There is something about Sam. Both of those guys, though, they were so terrible offensively that those two dudes were the dude, and there was nothing that anyone could do about it at all. Great route running. Oh, just different level. Absolutely love it. All right. We'll take a timeout. It's 236 here on the Blitz 1170. We'll come back with more next year. Live from the Ike Chile House Studios, serving four generations of Tulsa since 1908. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.